lights out and away we- Bing bang! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of the Paddock Talk podcast. As always, I am Kyle. And I'm Scott. And we're going to start this episode by getting into uh, the qualifying. You know what? Actually, Scott, how are you doing? Uh, not so bad. Good, and you? I'm good, man. Good, uh, yeah, good. Gonna... Uh, I'm... No, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was going to just say, uh, didn't I call the uh, opening uh, or the front row? The grid lockout, by the way. Yeah, you did. In our last episode. You did. I mean, technicalities rule, but, you know, I still called it. Yeah, I, but, uh, uh, who did I have second? I can't even remember, but it was way off. My, my podium. Do you not write, close. do you not write notes down? This is what notes are for, sir. No, I have them down. I just can't find them. <laughs> do I need to start writing your notes down? <laughs> I'll have to start writing your notes down, won't I? But, uh, yeah, we'll get into qualifying first. What did you think of qualifying? Uh, you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't too bad. Uh, I was at work, so I was kind of catching um, a little bit here and there. And I tried to time my lunch break right just so I can watch uh, going into Q3. I mean, nothing too spectacular. Uh, Logan Sargent never set a time in that Williams because it's a Williams. Uh, Lando, Nor- Lando Norris started 19th. Nick DeVries, 18th. Alex Albon, 17th. Yuki Sonoda, 16th. Uh it, it kind of your your the guys who you thought were going to be out in Q1. Nothing really popped in mind. But when we get to Q2. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, Max Verstappen a hand grenade a gearbox and qualified 15th. That was the big. Uh, I don't know. I would say my second big news of qualifying yeah. because you had the two Alfa Romeos, uh, Botas in 14th. And then you had Kevin Magnussen starting 13th, uh, Zhou Guanyu 12th, and then Nico Hulkenberg 11th. Um, you know, everybody looks where they're supposed to be besides that, that lone Red Bull. Uh, what did you think when watching qualifying? Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. Really surprising to see that McLaren make it into Q2. Um, uh, Q3. Q3. Q3, sorry. Sir. Sorry, yeah. But um, no, Piastri, he's actually been. I don't know, he's been impressing me a little bit in the really shitty McLaren. So like yeah, it's a that thing's a freaking dump truck in orange. It it really is. Uh, yeah, Lando hasn't had any momentum this year from that car. Any success. No, it's a good nothing. Yeah. It's a good thing he signed that long term deal to stay with McLaren because they're really showing their pace. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, we'll finish. Uh, we'll finish the top ten up. Pierre Gasly actually set some lap times and started a uh, tenth. Oscar Piastri, as Kyle uh, mentioned, started started ninth. Hamilton eighth. Ocon seventh. Stroll sixth. Carlos Sainz fifth. George Russell fourth. Fernando Alonso third. Shaw Leclerc second. And Checo Perez in first. And if you remember, I picked uh, Perez and Alonso to be the you know, to starting one and two. So Shaw's Shaw's second place doesn't really count because he had that grid penalty. So I called it. I am a legend. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but what'd you think about Q3? What'd you think about it? Yeah, it was good. You know, all the all the regular faces there besides uh, Piastri, obviously. But um, 
Yeah, Max, man. I don't know what happened. Like, uh, like what was it, it with the it gearbox was, exactly? I don't know, but it was... Uh, I just remember I was I had my phone in my pocket. I had my earpiece in my uh, in my ear, and I just hear... It just sounded like somebody, like... It could have been Checo. Like, ha- have... Have we even seen if he maybe like threw something into the gearbox to maybe sabotage Max? No. Hmm. Honestly, I think Red Bull's trying to sabotage Checo. Uh yeah, definitely the way the race was panning out, that kinda kind of felt like it a tad. Yeah. Um, so I guess we should just probably get into the race, uh mm-hmm. unless you had anything else to add uh about Quali. Uh no, not really. The... Because uh, there's definitely much to talk about the race. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather get into the race. Let's do that. Uh, I'll let you lead it off, good sir. Yeah, so um, I guess, no, we'll start with Checo, yeah. So, good start from Alonzo. He gets passed, and we'll talk about that shortly, right? But Oh, yeah, he reta- big like, time. Yeah, Checo retakes the lead on lap four and just sails through the rest of the race after that. But um. Uh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, again, at work because you know, uh, until this podcast starts making some money to where I can, uh, I can do this full time. Man, gotta pay the bill somehow. But I'm sitting there at work, and I hear Crofty go, and it's lights out, and away we go. And I hear it's a slow start from Checo Perez, Alonso into turn one. And man, like, I'm just sitting there screaming at work, go, 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 El Plan! And like, I was, I was jacked, man. Like, that going into turn one, that dive bomb, and him leading that lap, I was screaming. I'm like, oh yeah, there we go. The old goat's doing it. Yeah, it was such an exciting And then, yeah, and then you get the five-second penalty for uh, grid, uh, grid position failure. Yeah, let's start <sighs> with that because, like, he, um, I know he's not ahead of the line, but why are you gonna call that? Like, it looked like he was like a foot to the left, but still, I know you have yeah. to be in between the grid positions. But it's like he's not. I guess maybe if he didn't take the lead right after that turn, maybe they don't call that. I don't. Know. I I don't know. Um, it it wasn't an advantage. Like, watching it back when I got home. There, there was no advantage given. It wasn't like, yeah, he. It wasn't like he was a foot in front of the line. It's not like he was angled like uh, Ocon was yeah. uh, the previous race. It was he was just to the left of the box. And I know rules are rules, and it looks like the FIA are obviously calling every little thing now. But there's got to be some give and take. Like, if it's not past that that right line, that hash mark line, like, just, just try to, I don't know, don't try to be so nitpicky on it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get with the nitpicky later, too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... But no, you're right, man. Checo, like, flew. He was gone. He was, um, yeah, he... As soon as he overtook the Aston Martin, I mean, Alonso tried to keep up, but mm-hmm. that's just like, no, it, it, yeah, 
Yeah. 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 Checo he, was gone. He just sailed after that up until Max battled all the way from fifteenth up into second. Then and then they started to go over the Red Bull radios about what the strategy was going to be. They were telling <laughs> Checo to slow down, and then he started questioning the Red Bull radio. And it's like, like which side are they playing here? Max. Yeah, because they were telling him to do. They were telling him to do one thirty threes. And they were telling him that Max was doing, uh, what was it like 132.5s, 132.6s? And he's like, uh, why are you telling me to slow down, him to speed up? Mm-hmm. And then it's just like the same question over. And it's like, oh, okay, you got, you, you can race, you're fine. Like, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I didn't get that either. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Okay. So we'll move into. You, you gotta love the. You gotta love family feud or the family squabbles of the Red Bull yeah. drama factory. So uh, yeah. So and then Fernando ended up finishing third, and then fourth, and then third again. <laughs> so we'll get into that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Fernando ends up getting a ten-second penalty because he doesn't serve his five-second penalty properly, just like Esteban got in Bahrain. Not exactly how he got it, but. The Aston Martin mechanic had the what was it front jack or rear jack under the car he, too early? And the rear jack was under the car because yeah. the front jack is allowed to touch the car to guide it into the pit stall. Mm-hmm. And again, which like is the FIA setting this timer when the car enters the pit, or is Aston Martin? Because from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like they're on the right clock or the same clock timing. <laughs> so it's. So I think it's as soon as the car is stopped, they have that five seconds, but it's not the FIA that times it. Well, I mean, they time it, but like Aston Martin crew times it and then goes. And then the FIA is like, was this really five seconds? And then they'll go behind and double check because, you know, like with Ocon, they knew within a few laps, like, yeah, you touch the car, man. You got to come back in or suffer another penalty. Yeah, and which um, they didn't do for another hour, hour and a, <laughs> they didn't call that for another hour. Yeah, I was just gonna bring that up. So they didn't, they didn't give him the penalty until after the race. So like the last like few laps, they kept saying George to push to get within five seconds because they said Alonso may have a penalty, but they didn't allude to it. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of alluded to it a little bit after the race, saying that they were looking into him not serving the penalty correct, correctly. Yeah, uh, and... But can, can we go back to a safety car that brought him into the pits anyway? Did you not get a um, certain feel of Crashgate 2008? Uh, <laughs> coincidentally, with Fernando Alonso and his teammate, uh, like they were talking about the whole penalty. He's got to come in and serve it. Man, he's got to serve it under safety cars, and he's screwed. And then I hear on the, I hear on the, the coverage, and Lance Stroll's having an issue, and he's pulled off. Oh, there could be a safety car here where he's pulled off, <laughs> and, and lo and behold, he gets a safety car. <laughs> it should not have been a safety car. No, it shouldn't have. It really shouldn't have. I, I don't when think it I, when should I looked have at the replay, a virtual safety car. <sighs> I guess with the marshals kind of sort of being on track, uh, it doesn't hurt to have it under a virtual safety car, but 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. I was like, oh man. Yeah, I get. I get. Like, I, I just I watch the replay and Lance. Like, as soon as they tell Lance to slow down, he pulls off and goes around. Like, he's completely out of the way. Yeah, yeah. The the only clip I show, yeah, he's pretty much off the track. Mm-hmm. Like, he found the one spot off the track to pull off. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, it just it just seemed so coincidental at the end of the at the uh, end of the tire strategy stop that uh that Lance's car had a engine malfunction. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. That's just me being a conspiracy theorist. Like that's just me. But yeah. Um. But going back to the penalty, so Alonso gets the podium celebration. By the way, his one hundredth podium celebration mm-hmm. in his career. Six driver to ever do that, not a big deal. And then what, 10, 15 minutes later after the podium celebration, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 you didn't serve the, you didn't serve the, the, uh, the penalty correctly. So we're going to give it to George. And then how, how long, like, how long was it until they actually fixed it? It had to be 45 minutes at least, I think, 45 minutes to an hour. At least. Mm-hmm. Aston Martin, so, like, they went to fight it. They showed the FIA seven different instances of teams committing the same violation and uh, not being penalized for it. Yeah, so apparently in the rule book, it states that the jack is the only thing allowed to touch the car. Um, because it, because the jet, the front jack guides the car in but there's no verbiage in the rule book that says the front jack is the only jack or the only thing that's allowed to touch the car entering the pit stall during a penalty so the verbiage is, says the jack is allowed you know so aston martin's crew uh got to the fia and said hey like it doesn't say where does it say front jack it doesn't say front jack so and then they just they got lucky, and the FIA say, you know what, we're going to give it to them. Uh, but you know that rule is going to be changed by the by Australia. You know it. Yeah, we're probably they're not even allowed to touch the car. Yeah, and you know what, it's going to get to the point where they're going to have to be like clear cut rules. I know we talked about that the other day, where like they're just going to make it to where you can't even go past the yellow line, like the pit box line. Like all the crew's gonna have to stand behind that. Besides, maybe the front jack man to 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 stop the car. Like they're just gonna have to do that. And then at five seconds, then run to their positions. If we keep getting stuff like this, I also think it's a little fishy. Like when the FIA gave him the penalty, or they explained why it was so late, they said they didn't have access to the camera angle that showed the jack touching the car, which just doesn't make sense to me because <laughs> they because. They don't show camera angles on purpose when there's a bad crash because they don't want anything bad to be seen, obviously, right? They have way yeah. more camera angles than we have. So them saying that, that I I just see right through that. I don't I didn't believe that for a second. Yeah, the Stewarts and anybody like just like in the NHL, if there's any hockey fans, um, if there's a replay or anything, it goes straight to the headquarters and then the headquarters watches the replays. You're you're trying to tell me that a the stewards who are going to be over the race don't have this footage, and 
anybody FIA headquarters aren't watching that footage. Like, there's not a specific, there's not a guy designated to that job that says, that looks through and scrutinizes any bit of this footage. Come on, I, I, I can't believe that. You wanna, you wanna hear the little conspiracy theory that's turned into my head? Oh, go for it, dude. So I'm think all it, for it. I think they ignored that. Like, they probably knew it happened, and they were just like, eh, whatever. And then later in the race, when Mercedes told George to start pushing because there might be a penalty incoming, I think Mercedes is the one that broke down the Zapruder film or whatever it's called, <laughs> found that tiny camera <laughs> angle of the jack touching the car. Mercedes and Toto, whoever it was, sent it to the FIA, and they're like, you have to call this a penalty because it happened last race. <laughs> The FIA <laughs> jumped the gun, fired the penalty bullet at Alonzo, and then <laughs> Aston Martin refutes it. And they get a call Dude, back. Dude, I just, love that. They're I, making a joke. I love of, that analogy. The FIA is just making a joke of themselves. Like, Mercedes was trying to get a podium. They're trying to get points because their car's shit. They just zoomed in on the jack as close as they could, and they're like, FIA, you got to call this. And they did, and they were wrong. <laughs> Toto's in the in the in the garage area. Enhance, enhance, yeah, enhance. Literally, and, and and over the microphone. No, Michael. No, Michael. That's not right. That's not right. And everybody's like, "Dude, freaking Michael's gone. You got him fired." <laughs> I, um, dude, that's a good conspiracy theory. I I can get behind that. Like, like I can totally see that. Like the stewards are like. Lulu, 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 drinking their uh, Red Bull or whatever, like non-biased drink in the in their little air-conditioned office, and then they hear uh, Alonzo may have a penalty for not serving their uh, serving the pit stop correctly. They just spit their beverage out. <laughs> Wait, did they see something we didn't? <laughs> Somebody pull the cameras! Pull the cameras! Yeah, it's, but. The thing that really just irritates me is it was the guy's 100th podium. It was a milestone podium, and he got it, and he got jerked around. He already celebrated. On it. He already celebrated. <laughs> he, was, he was already on the freaking podium. I'm trying to be nice and not use the F word on this, but he's on the freaking podium. And then 15, 20 minutes later, you're like, Snag my trophy, giving it to George. Yeah, I can only imagine how awkward it was for George Russell to go and take the trophy, give a bunch of interviews, and then go and give it back. It's gotta be deflating. Like, that could be the only, like, Mercedes got their first and probably only podium taken away <laughs> this year. Yeah. Um, do you want to move into Ferrari? Uh, what's there to really talk about, man? Like Ferrari was pretty. Uh, just the big note of as, mine, as was, the kids say these days, ass. Yeah, the big note of mine was just on the again with the safety car when they uh, didn't tell Charles to keep the right gap and he got mad. Zavi, you have to tell me. <laughs> oh yeah, um, you know what? We probably uh, it, speaking of, uh, let's kind of just run through the uh, finishing order real fast. Yeah, I um, got it right here. Sorry, not not. Not to cut it, cut you off. No, no, no. You're good. But uh, finishing twentieth uh, was Lance Stroll, nineteenth Alex Albon. Both of those DNFs. Valtteri Bottas was the only car one lap down. Eighteenth 
Lando Norris in 17th, Logan Sargent 16th, Oscar Piastri 15th, Nick DeVries 14th, Joe Guan Yu 13th, Nico Hülkenberg 12th, and Yuki Sonoda in 11th. Yeah, and then uh, all the drivers in the points consisted of uh, Kevin Magnussen in 10th, Gasly who stayed in 9th, Esteban Ocon who dropped to 8th, Charles who uh, gained up into 7th, Carlos Sainz in 6th, Lewis Hamilton in 5th, George Russell in 4th, and then 3rd, and then 4th again. Fernando in 3rd, mm. and then 4th, and then 3rd again. And then Max Verstappen in 2nd, and Checo Perez as your Jetta winner. The street king. Um, but yeah, the Ferraris were, were where they were supposed to be. Like 6th, 7th, they're, they're, they're fighting Mercedes right now for 3rd. Yeah. Because until proven otherwise, the Aston Martin is far superior on these more downforce-y fast tracks. Now, when they get to uh, tracks like Spa and Monza, maybe Ferrari will be able to show their true pace, but shit, who knows? They they could be fifth in the constructors by then. Yeah, I agree. But it uh, to me, it just wasn't one of the, like, Jeddah, the first two races, well, barring the whole, you know, terrorist bombing taking place a couple of miles from the track uh, during the first race. It was kind of like an uneventful race. Besides yeah. the one, the, the lap one shenanigans and then the, the safety car towards lap 20. Mm-hmm. Like, there were a couple nice little races, like when Logan Sargent, uh, went on a heater and was trying to fight for 12th and 13th on medium tires against guys on hard tires. That was pretty entertaining because it was nice seeing the Williams punch above its weight class and then the mediums fell off and you know he ended up where he ended up in 16th. Yeah. And uh, the, the only thing, talking about Mercedes again, the only thing I remember really remember Lewis for the entire race was just making Max look like a fucking, sorry, he made max look like a (laughs) rocket ship when he was going up in the second and he even said it and he just can't stop talking about how bad that mercedes car is and how good the red bull is because that's all he talked about was how good like it's one of the fastest cars he's ever seen it's one of the fastest cars anybody's ever seen like it's i like how the competition gap like has closed with these new cars from the regulations from last year, but nobody told Red Bull it was supposed to close the gap between everybody. And like two through 10 has closed in quite a bit, <laughs> but like Red Bull is just way in a league of their own. And it's, you know, it's great, but it's also like, Oh great. Now we got to deal with the Mercedes shit from the mid 2000 teens to two years ago mm-hmm. where they're the class of the field. Maybe Red Bulls uh, increase their catering budget for this year. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to. Like, yeah, I mean, hell, by the by, halfway, you know, the shit's done. You know, constructors will be done. The driver's champion. Well, when I say driver's championship, the other drivers now between Checo and Max is another story. But hell, by halfway, they can stop... Uh, doing some of the upgrades and just focus on catering, maybe bump it up a couple mil. 
Well, that's how shit. They I mean, the cap last year. Yeah. Um. I mean, shit. <laughs> it's the way it's looking like because as of right now, the constructors' points. It's Red Bull has eighty-seven constructor points. Next wow. is in second place is thirty-eight points between Aston Martin and Mercedes. Like they're already. 49 points to the good like they're already 49 points above second place and we're already in race two only in race two yeah and uh, uh, that gap would have been closer but lance didn't finish you know so mercedes has to be counting their stars for that one. Oh yeah yeah because lance had a i mean aston martin is a good car and lance has been pretty punchy like if it wasn't for that quote unquote engine failure i mean he could have he could have probably settled into sixth or seventh mm-hmm. uh any other takeaways from the race that you uh no that you I noticed think, no i think that was about it yeah just a a lot a bit of action at the front but no nothing too crazy you know the one thing i hated seeing was uh piastri uh taking front wing damage on lap one and really, really screwing up his great qualifying effort. Yeah. yeah. As somebody who, who roots for Haas, you get used to that with Kevin Magnuson. He always has a great qualifying effort and then ends up really shit in the bed and really screwing something up on lap one mm-hmm. and getting one of those standard 15th place finishes. Oof. Uh, yeah, that's all I had for the race. Uh, how about some uh, random factoids from the race? Yeah. Uh, this is the first time that Checo Perez has won a race while Max Verstappen finished in second place behind him. Really? I Yeah. Um, I, uh, I seen that stat. I was like, that's... Granted, Checo's only got five wins, but uh, I'm sitting there in my head like... Wait, Onico? No, Max was back a little bit. Um, no, yeah, that's right. No, because uh, Max were at... I'm like, huh, holy shit. That, that's right. That, you know, normally when you think of Checo winning, it's, you know, Max maybe had a, a slight screw up and then finished either second or third, but that's kind of kind of strange. And uh, speaking on the Max Verstappen line, it is his 79th career podium at Jeddah which puts him one short away from the great Ayrton Senna's career total. Ayrton Senna had 80 career podiums in a 10-year career. And Max is only 25, going on 26 at the end of the year. Wow, dude. It's such greatness we're seeing. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're witnessing the next Michael Schumacher and... Uh, Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of Ayrton Senna, we may as well uh, transition into the Netflix miniseries they're doing on his life. Yes, sir. Um, that was when uh, looking through some of the notes. That was pretty. Uh, that was pretty intriguing. Uh, I'd, definitely something I'd be willing to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have it right here. Gabriel Leone, I think, is how you pronounce his name. I don't know much about him. But uh, he's going to be playing Ayrton Senna in the miniseries uh, called Senna, I believe. 
So I mean, I, might as well call it Seta. Yeah, so I'm excited for that because being a newer F1 fan, I don't know too much about him. I just know, obviously, how good he was. And, uh, yeah, great career cut short. Uh, extremely. Let me see. I had a... Uh... It's supposed to cover pretty much his life. Oops, sorry, hit the mic. Um, pretty much cover his life going to England to start his racing career up until his tragic death um, in the 1994 San Marino Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, the guy looks like because they have a photo of him on uh, F1.com. Cheap plug uh, with him holding a Senna helmet and. I mean, Senna just had that kind of air of confidence around him, but this kid, uh, I don't know, put a couple little worry wrinkles on him. Kind of, he's got a good resemblance to Senna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, uh, just uh, going on that, I'll take this quote from this Netflix thing here. It says, Gabriel Leone has Senna's charisma, intensity, and gentleness. So, nice. yes, yeah, again with you. I just, yeah, he's going to be a perfect play for Senna, I believe. And with Netflix, uh, I was talking with somebody the other, or actually today, about this, because uh, I was informing them about the this little mini series. With F1 getting a big U.S. market push, and with the with the popularity of Drive to Survive uh, on the streaming platform, with this mini series, kind of because we've. We've already seen some more F1 content. I probably should have phrased this better. Drive to Survive. We've seen this Michael Schumacher documentary come out last year. That was pretty good. Now you have this Ayrton Senna miniseries coming out. Um, it doesn't give a approximate time, but I'm sure if they're just casting, it's probably a good two years out, a year to two years out. Could we see more like... Almost docuseries like this with... Other drivers, maybe like Alan Prost, Michael Schumacher, where they kind of cover their life. Because I'd be down, like Netflix, shut up and take my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you just mentioning that now, actually. Because we've had Drive to Survive, obviously. I th- feel like that's the first like real big piece of content that's swept North America. Like It feels like F1 hasn't even gone Hollywood yet. We could get so many movies, so many series out of this. Yeah, uh, with the big uh, with with Netflix pretty much having the you know the streaming rights to anything F one it seems, I mean why not just throw in, and just do like little mini series, like almost docu series instead of like documentaries, man three four episodes on uh, a Jacques Villeneuve, or a two to three episode little uh, docu series on, yeah, on the on the Alain Prost or. Uh, Nikki Lauda, you know, guys like that, uh, Jody Schechter, maybe guys like going back in the 60s, uh, a, a Clark, a, a Graham Hill, a Jackie Stewart. Like, that's content I'd like to see. Like, I wish I saw on more on F1 TV. Mm-hmm. But with that, with on uh, Netflix, man, I'd love to see stuff like that. Maybe like little, little docuseries, like on how guys made it into F1. I want a six-part series on Nico Rosberg beating Lewis Hamilton in 2016 on <laughs> Equal Machinery. Yeah, still the best thing ever. Like, 
from what I've heard, it was equal machinery. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe we need to get Nico Rosberg on the pod to discuss this. I'll Nico, buddy, I know you're listening. <laughs> Please come on the pod and discuss if this is actually true. Yeah, maybe it wasn't true. We'll leave that for him to tell. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, do you have anything else to add? Uh, because I think uh, that's all I have in my little notes, unless you got anything else to add. No, that's, that was everything I had on Jetta. Um, excited for Melbourne. Australians do it great. Uh, yes, nice sir. Piastri. Hopefully Danny Rick makes uh, an appearance. Oh, obviously he's Red Bull's reserve driver. He'll be there, but, <laughs> but like, a big yeah, so he's got, like a big appearance. So he's got to be there. Oh, um, speaking of, I know I sent you the video of... Uh, so I recently found this guy <laughs> to our millions and millions of listeners out there. Uh, Connor Moore is a guy who does impressions. He's an Irish guy. Spot on impression. Impressionist for F1 guys. Carlos Sainz. Uh, I like his Verstappen, but like his evil Danny Rick. Like what if what if this is the season where Danny Rick just tries to like get Max injured so he takes over the car? <laughs> <laughs> The, the the old <laughs> Max got food poisoning. How did he get food poisoning? Did Danny Rick send him some food? Was it tainted with something? Hmm? 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 We need a shoey. Conspiracy theory. We need a shoey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if Checo keeps uh, smarting off to the man, I mean, he might get Das Boot and we might get a, shoe, a Red Bull shoey once more. Alright. Oh, I did have one quick that I do have one quick thing to add, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Since we were on the uh the Alonzo tire pump. Since Alonzo led the opening lap of the Jetta Corniche Grand Prix, that was the first time in eleven years he has led the opening lap. The last time was in Germany in twenty twelve. So over eleven years was the last time he led an opening lap. Oh my goodness, McLaren and Renault. What did they do to him? <laughs> I meant Alpine, but and Ferrari. Oh my goodness! They destroyed him, man. They literally destroyed him. He might race till he's sixty. Yeah. No. Um. His girlfriend. Uh. I know we were trying to get the pod off, but. Uh, but, um. There was a little article with his uh, girlfriend talking about. They asked her, how long she thinks Alonzo has. And she said that this is probably his last contract with Aston Martin because the amount of effort he has put in, like working out training, is the most she's ever seen him like prepare for an F1 season. That she thinks that this is it. Like he is he is full tilt into these two years. And then right off in the sunset at what, 45, 44. Mm. Well, it's, it's I don't nice see to it. see that he's in a competitive car, at least if this is the end. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Mm -hmm. But this will be the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Whoa. I've been Kyle. Nice segue, dude. And I've been Scott. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Paddock Talk. Don't forget to like and share the episode. And check us out at Paddock Talk on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Discord.